Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor, none other than Senator Nina Turner, who is host of Unbossed. We're going to talk about that. Former Ohio State Senator and TYT contributor should be an amazing breakdown. Top story of the day. Matt Gates has basically admitted that he did, in fact, traffic at least one underage child for sexual purposes. Let me take you to the latest update to the Matt Gates saga. As you know, he's under criminal investigation by the DOJ for trafficking a minor across state lines for sexual purposes. Well, it looks like he sought a pardon. Uh, we had a rumor about this a few months ago. Now it has been confirmed. Congressman Matt Gates preemptively sought a presidential pardon relating to an ongoing investigation into whether he uh, sex trafficked a 17-year-old, according to reporting by the Washington Post. Sources familiar with the testimony told the Washington Post that Johnny McEntee, a staffer in the Donald Trump White House, told United, told United States House Select Committee on January 6th, uh, on the January 6th attack that he received the request from Representative Gates around the time of the Capitol terrorist attack. Now, let me first qualify my initial statement. When I said that Matt Gates has basically admitted to this particular crime, I stand by that statement. He was seeking what's called a blanket pardon. They also call it a preemptive pardon. But the pardon is not unprecedented. Something similar happened with Nixon when he was pardoned. Here's the thing. The word pardon itself is an admission of guilt. It means forgiveness of a crime. That's what it means. So if you're seeking a pardon, you're seeking forgiveness of a crime. Why is he seeking forgiveness of a crime he never committed? A pardon is, in fact, an admission or acknowledgement of guilt. This is not overturning a conviction. This is not exoneration. This is a pardon. He was seeking a pardon. He was seeking forgiveness for the crime. All right, the timeline now is settled. We know he was well aware of this investigation while he was, in fact, um, serving uh, on the House Judiciary Committee, and he still serves on the House Judiciary Committee. Why is that a problem? Because the House Judiciary Committee, they are in charge of oversight for the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is investigating Matt Gates, who's on their committee to oversee them. He has not even been told to resign by Republican leaders in his party. How ironic is that? There's more. Uh, so the staff member, Mickety, testified that Gates, the congressman, told him he was aware of an investigation being launched into his conduct that, and I quote, he did not do anything wrong, but they are trying to make his life hell. And you know, if the president could give him a pardon, that would be great, the Washington Post reported. He also testified that Gates said he asked the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows for a pardon as well. Uh, so let's go to the Department of Justice. So you got this probe from the Department of Justice into whether Matt Gates had a sexual relationship with an underage girl and paid her to travel with him. It was first reported in 2021 and continues to be investigated today. So here's what a spokesperson from the good congressman's office said. Now, this is really ironic. I want you to listen to the gaslighting, the manipulation, 
the sleight of hand here, so to speak, by the spokesperson. It says, and I quote, Congressman Matt Gates discussed pardons uh, for many other people publicly and privately at the end of the president, at the end of President Donald Trump's first term. As for himself, President Trump addressed this malicious rumor more than a year ago, stating, Congressman Matt Gates has never asked me for a pardon. Representative Gates continues to stand by President Trump's statement. You see, the allegation is not Matt Gates asking Trump. The allegation is Matt Gates asking other members of the Trump White House. And they were very careful not to say Matt Gates never requested a pardon for those alleged crimes. They will only say, well, Donald Trump said he never asked him, so we're gonna stand behind what Donald Trump said. So we won't stand behind what Matt Gates is saying. We're going to stand behind what Donald Trump said about Matt Gates, and I'm standing behind that. Ridiculous. There's more. Uh, the spokesperson did not respond to questions about whether Matt Gates denied the conversations about pardons with McEntee or Meadows occurred. The GOP congressman voted what? Against reauthorizing a sex trafficking law in July, voted against it, has received ongoing support from former President Trump related to the investigation, uh, despite the fact that Trump has called for the death of human traffickers. That's what Donald Trump said. He said they should die. Not my words, Trump's words. Are you going to stand by that one too, Matt Gates? Since you're standing by the statements of Trump. Okay. Uh, Senator Turner, thoughts on this? ever-evolving and ridiculously complicated and insanely hypocritical dynamic connected to the U.S. Congress. Go ahead, Justice. Dr. Richie, I'm surprised it's taken this long to investigate. I wonder what's taking them so long mm. uh, to do this. Usually where there's smoke, there is fire. And you laid it out beautifully. He would not have been asking, whispering, going around the corner, uh, hiding behind folks, trying to get a pardon if, in fact, he did not fear some of his actions were wrong. And I think the straw that broke the camel's back for me is ultimately him voting with 20 other Republicans not to reauthorize the sex trafficking bill. I mean, he ain't even, he's not even smart. Because if he was smart, he would have voted for it. Yeah, exactly. All right, this story will continue to develop. Um, as I've concluded, Matt Gates will eventually go to the pokey. We'll just see what time. Really interesting saga. A black woman goes to a Georgia bar, is harassed, and told this is for white people. Here's a video. What are you talking about? And you're not talking to me. You are not talking to me. No, you're not. You are not talking to me. So come with it. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to box my food and I'm going to finish my food and then I'll leave. I, that's okay with me, baby. I got a lot of money in my account. I asked her to turn it down and she got snappy with me and she just threw a whole box at me. I come up here and I play pool all the time. So all the time. She did just throw that box at me, sir. Period. I'm in a white place like this because I came up here to play pool. This is the only place with a pool table in the vicinity. So that's what I'm doing in a white place. That's what I'm doing in a white place. That's what I'm doing in a white place. That's what I'm doing in a goddamn white place. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But guess what? Because I can come out and spend my money how I want to. You taking our comment very offensive. All that. Really snazzy. Period. I took it there. 
I know you're racist. You look like a racist, but that's why you're poor. Most racist people are poor. Poor, ignorant, and typically exposed on Indisputable. I got receipts, I got pictures, I got context. Let's put up the picture of the young lady who was a victim of their racism that day. So this happened in Georgia's Hiram Bar and Grill restaurant. They are now getting slammed after TikTok video went viral yesterday, showing a group of white individuals harassing a black woman who visited just to play pool. In the video, the black woman can be heard confronting the individuals as they continue to tell her this is a bar for white people. All right, uh, the woman filming, uh, user Marissa, who attends the bar strictly to play pool. And these are the racist individuals who decided it was a problem. Now, ironically, in our research, we found that this bar is a friendly place. The Bar Grill website says, and I quote, we're a friendly neighborhood. And that's been around, that's been around since 2009. Drop by and join the fun and excitement. We will always welcome you at Hiram Station Bar and Grill. Well, I'll be damned. We had it all wrong. Look at your website. Your website is proving every single one of us to be wrong. This is a welcoming place, despite the fact that I heard nobody, not a manager, not a worker, not anybody standing for this black woman while the customers decided to harass them, to be racist against them. Now, let me say this. We're not going to do this, period. This black woman was in danger. Your obligation as a facility of management uh, or management should have been to stop the aggressors from attacking your other customer being a black woman. Now, because you decided not to stand up and do the right thing and be professional and be appropriate and go after the individuals who are disrupting that woman's dinner, because you decided not to do that, we have decided to highlight this story and say to your establishment, drink some get better juice immediately, all right? But it could have ended a lot worse. She was not attacked, thankfully. She was able to survive and she is now talking about it publicly. Senator, black woman by herself, this had to be a scary situation. What are your thoughts here? That's disgusting. Yes, yeah, a friendly place as long as you're not black. And she held yeah. her own. I'm so glad that there was a camera phone. No telling what would have happened. Nobody would have probably believed that that did happen mm. to her. Those people are cowards all day long, all year long, all life long. And I thought I was looking at something from the 1960s, Doc, or yeah. the 1950s. But look in the hell. We This is the 21st century, and there's still places like this in the United States of America. So just a reminder, just a friendly reminder, that anti-blackness and racism is alive and well. And one of the men just flat out admitted it. Yeah, I'm racist, but I'm glad she said them straight about, yeah, most white supremacists are poor. So white privilege and white supremacy, I will say again, is a hell of a damn drug. Very well said. All right. Bishop Bling. Remember him? Remember the pastor that got robbed while preaching on live streaming? They took his jewelry. Very horrific scene, right? He's in the news again for what it looks like, it looks to be that he choked a woman during service. Um, he says that's not exactly what happened. Uh, let me do this. Let me remind you of the first time we talked about Bishop Whitehead on the show. Here it is. 
How many of you have lost your faith because you saw somebody else die what you about to go through? Yo, yo. All right, right, right. All right, right. Yo, all right, all right. Okay, something else happened beyond that. Now, remember, this pastor admitted he wore about a million dollars worth of jewelry underneath his clerical gear, so I don't understand it, but that's what he did. He also drives a Rolls Royce to a community that is in poverty. He drives that Rolls Royce to that church um, every Sunday. Uh, he was robbed by that robbing crew. That robbing crew should be ashamed of themselves. They scared children, families, the elderly, etc. So now something else happened at his church. Here's the new video that we just got. Let them, let them record. They'll be all right. Let them, let them record. Let them record. Let them record. My what? All right, we're going to pause right here. Amen. We're going to pause right here. We're going to pause right here, right? We're going to pause right here. All right, yep. Yes, Lord. Yes, look, come on up. You want to come preach? Come on up here. I'm going to make you famous. Come on up here. Yes, Lord. Hey, glory to God. Now remove her out of here. Now move her out of here. Move her out of here. Amen. Now let's give Jesus a round of applause. While they take pictures and they want to be on social media, take the pictures. Take the pictures, take the pictures, take the pictures, take the pictures. Go over here, go over here, grab her, grab her out, grab her out. Now you're going to grab, grab her out, grab her out, grab her out, grab her out. Get downstairs, grab her, grab her, grab her, grab her, grab her. Press whatever charge you want. You're not going to come in my space. I feel threatened. Amen? Amen. They're not going to come in your space. You don't have that energy for the last people that came in there preaching. Um, let me go ahead and do this. See, uh, dear Bishop, I was trying to give you a little grace here. Um, but let me just say it for the record, man. Um, your church is a hot damn mess. Now, I don't know if you need to stop going on live stream and get you a security detail or what. But this has, got to, this has got to stop, brother. All right? You got a million dollars worth of jewelry. You drive a Rolls Royce. All right? You, you say you have a lot of money. Brother, can you hire one security guard for the members of your congregation, if nothing else? Okay? This is a bad look. Now, I have never seen this happen one time to a preacher. I have now seen it happen twice to one preacher. Let's put up his picture. Bishop Lamore Whitehead. Uh, he uh, and one of the other women were actually taken into custody for a few hours. After his release two hours later, Bishop Whitehead told the Daily News, quote, they locked me up in front of my children, in front of my wife, in front of my church. They publicly embarrassed me, and then they dropped all the charges after two hours and apologized to me. Um, yeah, Pastor, you have now been robbed and arrested in front of your entire church. Uh, the two women walked into the church during a sermon, according to the narrative Whitehead, who was robbed, 
at gunpoint during a sermon over the uh, over the summer said the women entered the same way it happened when my church got robbed i was almost done with my preaching and these two young ladies came in and said in the back he recounted after initially interacting with them and upon walking back to the front of the church he spotted one of the women coming toward him he said she came in the middle aisle and just started cussing me out calling me all types of names calling me all types of things the bishop said he continued, she came back storming toward my wife and my 10-month-old baby. She went toward my wife, and that's when I grabbed her. I grabbed her and took her out of my church. All I could remember was the guys with the guns who put their gun in my baby's face. In the video, Whitehead appears to grab the woman by the back of the neck and pushes her off camera before he yells, grab her, grab her. After his sermon, a detective who arrived at the church informed Whitehead he will be arrested and charged with assault. So who were the women? Bishop Whitehead said uh, his ministers recognized the women who had entered the church. They were some, as he said, wanna be up and coming bloggers, he said. They came to my church to disrupt my service. So recap of the summer robbery. Three armed robbers uh, came uh, into the church, stormed in, in the church in July. Police sources said the robbers made off with $1 million worth of Whitehead's jewelry, as, as well as his wife. But in an exclusive sit-down interview with uh, with the news, uh, he said that the number was exaggerated and inaccurate. He also revealed uh, during a conversation with Fat Joe that most of his jewelry had no insurance on it whatsoever. All right, I, I could just go on and on, but uh, you got to get your life together, Bishop. You, you really do. All right, there are other things I could talk about. Don't have enough time to do so. But please, sir, all right, in the name of Black Jesus, hire at least one security guard for your church service, man. Senator, thoughts here? Doc, when we call on Black Jesus, it's real serious. That's yeah. when it's really, really serious. This is not the type of land on of hands that Jesus <laughs> is talking That's about in the Bible. Okay, Bishop, understand that. Bishop need a new job, Doc. He need to go and get this stuff. I don't even know how that man still got a congregation. Or he need to go on back and read the, the laying on hand scripture just one more one more again. Yeah, you know, and and I feel I feel for the congregation, right? So yeah. they are enduring this with him. The families that are part of that ministry, uh, as I said, secure. Spectacle. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Um, before I do that, let me remind everybody, aspiration from groceries to gas to insurance. Here are some of the biggest categories where extreme weather events are fueling price hikes. Save now through Aspiration Spend and Save account. Go to aspiration.com forward slash TYT to sign up. All right. Travel Nurse Dragon says, I'm so tired of beating my head against the wall. When are any of these criminals going to pay? Yeah. Uh, Mickey C. the Silverhead Dragon says, they still haven't uncovered that Bishop's fraud that he set up that fake robber to collect the assurance. Looks like it wasn't a whole lot of insurance to collect according to him. Moon Dragon, thank you, Moon Dragon. I guess the real question is, why hasn't Pelosi led a vote to remove him? Good point. Pitchfork's Dragon says, false prophet, nothing. Sounds like he's raking it in. Prophet, the other prophet. Uh, Sweet Peas, welcome to Indisputable. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, who's, who's Synthex, I think? I don't know. 
My apologies for pronouncing it wrong. I need a Tina. I need a Nina Turner fashion report. You look amazing, Nina. Look at that. She does, doesn't she? Always on point. Okay. All right. Let me read this one. Hold on. Um, Mike Boy Rap says, funny, his name is Gates, and he traffics kids across borders. All right. I got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're your I feel free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. And I expect an apology out of you, or I will just take this boat and we'll go to your folks' Can house. Can you get off our property? Get off our boat. <laughs> get the f out of here. Get off our boat. No. no you gonna throw me overboard? Get off our boat. Get the f out of here. <laughs> don't shout. Don't shout at the girls. Don't shout at the girls. Is it who was the driver? You guys had a ton of space to park in front. No, but, no, but you didn't park in front. No we we have no idea what you're saying. You because it was scratching our boat. We're very, very sorry. We're very sorry. Can I just. Hold on. Do not pull me, kids. Do not pull me. I don't care. Take it go on there. Let go of me. Let go, Matthew. I just want your name. Let go, Mackie. I just want your names. Now, obviously, he's been carrying it for decades. Okay, so much so his family recognizes the signs when he's engaging in his carinicity. They tried to stop this moment from happening. They were unsuccessful. There's more video. Here it is. We don't want any altercations. We don't. And we just want. We want you know, your name and address. Listen. 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 We didn't ruin it. No. When you are in an accident, um, you have to provide listen identification. Okay. Are you just not? Go, just you, go. You listen, listen, this is apology, and I this is Where is the apology? We're very sorry. We would really just appreciate if this ended. Yes. Okay. And we would. But until you provide me with your ID. You're not going anywhere. Okay, goodbye now. Hey guys. No, Bye. you're not. Can you okay. Absolutely. Can you stop recording, please? No. <laughs> no, cannot stop recording. Um, he is, in fact, kidnapping them, stopping their movement, restricting their ability to be mobile. That's against the law. Okay, let's put his picture up for Masia. Okay. Um, somebody needs to do an intervention quickly. Now, I got background because one of the individuals on the boat gave commentary and said, this all started because they parked their boat a little too close to his boat. And he did not like it. There was no crash. The boats did not hit each other. There was no potential of the boats hitting each other. But he was upset. And according to the other person who was experiencing this, Karen, uh, they said it looked, looked as if he was, you know, intoxicated or possibly on something else. All right, Senator, thoughts here? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, that he was intoxicated. What is there to have an attitude about when you got a boat? I mean, you live in a pretty <laughs> good damn life. Just let me just put that out there from jump if you got a boat, a yeah. boat. So be cool, brother. Just be cool. Be cool. Yeah. yeah. And listen, here's the thing. If you know, and, and I'm going to say this, this is a PSA for everyone who suffers from carinicity. If you know you have a problem with carinicity, you can't drink in public. You got you to gotta do it at home. 
around people that love you, at least they pretend to love you. Okay. All right, anti-Karens, unite. Doesn't have an official language, jackass. You know what? You should, you're, you're sitting there talking about children. I am gonna keep it up. What's, 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 what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Go ahead, call him. Oh, call him. You wanna look dumb? Cause this, this is the war star right now. I'm dumb you all right now. You sound dumb telling my kids to make it too much noise. Noise pollution. You sound, you sound ignorant. You sound like a fool. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, because she's going to talk about because they were playing. That is noise pollution. She's going to call the police. Go ahead. You sound dumb. Thank you, sir. You didn't ask enough. Thank you, sir. Let me say this for the record up front. I completely understand the anger of this father. I completely understand why he got upset. Uh, and he was entitled to that level of righteous indignation for what was said to him and his children. So according to the narrative, uh, the woman in question, okay, the Karen of the story, this particular Karen did in fact tell them they needed to move. They were committing a crime of being too noisy and they are polluting they are creating noise pollution was the quote let's put her picture up for a mass here anti-karen dad went up against granny karen who claimed his kids were creating noise pollution by playing around and being kids in a fast food restaurant uh, please also note the white male who stepped in because he saw a black man yelling okay also, love how Granny Karen apologizes, not to them. She goes to another table and apologizes to other individuals, not to the people that she offended, not to the patrons who are paying money to enjoy themselves, to have a meal, to have a family moment. She threatened to arrest them. Remember what I've said before. If you call the police, that means you're saying that you need a gun to show up at this situation. What was a gun needed for? If the kids were loud, the kids we're loud. You can say something to the parent in a respectful way, but kids are going to be kids. I've been around loud kids before at a restaurant. It happens. To threaten an individual with arrest who is patronizing your company because you say their children are too loud is insane. And the fact that nobody caught this while it was happening, not the manager who responded or other people, shows your implicit bias or hyper-aggressive bias, one or the other. Senator, thoughts here? I mean, the woman using the police as a weapon, off, that's what the Karens do. They're dangerous to society. Yeah. These Karens need therapy, Doc. They really do. And for Black children, again, this is age old, that Black children can't be children is a problem. I don't believe she would have she would have responded that way had that been white children. I'm glad that dad stepped up and let her know what it is. 
That's right. will not confront my children like this. Well said. Very well said. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We have a lot of show remaining. Okay. Uh, do not forget, Unbossed with Senator Nina Turner. Subscribe to Unbossed right now. Get ready to tune in live daily, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. That starts October 17th. Set your calendar. Subscribe right now to youtube.com forward slash unbossed TYT. YouTube.com forward slash unbossed TYT. Uh, let's talk to uh, the unbossed queen herself. Senator, tell us about what this show will bring uh, to our homes, to our lives, and how are we going to take these tools to come after corruption happening around us? Well, thanks for that, Doc. And I'm really glad that I get to follow you, uh, that our show is following your show, which is a it's wonderful honor, thing. Honor is mine. But we're going to go deep, and we go deep on TYT, but we're going to go even deeper and analyze what is happening in our society, look at the people with the power and how they're using that power, whether they're using it on the benefit of the people or against the people. We're also, Doc, going to look at some some human interest stories and also some good things that are happening in, in the world, because so often, unfortunately, especially this moment in history, Things are so bad and people are feeling so overwhelmed. I want them to have some joy. And then lastly, yes, we are going to talk about ways in which we do not have to be complicit in our own demise and that the power is ultimately in the hands of the people. We just have to come together and use it. That's right. We're looking forward to this. Very excited that you're going to bring this every day. Um, and naturally, you know, anything we can do here at Indisputable is only a request, a phone call, text message away, all right? Well, thank okay. you, Doc. My pleasure. Let me read some of these great comments. Next TYT reporter says, get in my daughter's face like that again, and you're going and you're gonna go for a swim, Karen. You know, I gotta say this about the people on the boat. That, that was a lot of restraint, okay? Um, because I gotta tell you, I would've threw his ass off the boat. I guarantee you, it would have been no hesitation whatsoever. Me, my family, my friend, whoever, you walked on my boat? No, sir. No, no. I would have asked you probably once to leave. And then I'm going to go ahead and remove you. All right. Okay. Uh, Travelers Dragon, these three are the reason it's called a toothbrush, <laughs> not a teeth brush. <laughs> okay. Cray, cray, souffle. From the love boat to the Titanic. Yeah. Um, Arch Arturo, thank you so much. All right, someone remove the bottle of Hennessy from Grandpa. Realon N, member for four months, thank you so much for being a member of Indisputable, says definitely a voter for Trump. Definitely a voter for Trump. Yeah, I agree. Twitch, um, Halfel Badger 22 says, what was the man so upset about? A boat, a boat. I'll see, S-E-A, myself out. <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, Robo Blake says, there is nothing better on a Monday than watching Nina and the Doc. The future of TYT looks bright, y'all. And I completely concur. Okay. There's a woman. She completely shuts down all of the police that come to her home by knowing the law and standing up for herself. Here's the first video. Received a complaint that there's criminal activity going on at your residence. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Okay. What we have to do, anytime we get a complaint, we have to investigate and say that it's either unfounded or that something, you know, confirmed that information. Okay. So what kind what, of criminal activity? So it could be that, you know, drugs are being sold from this location okay. or that drugs are inside of the location, that type of thing. So what I'm going to do today, ma'am, is take a look inside. No, you're not going to take a look inside. Okay. You got a search warrant? No, ma'am, and, and that's okay. what I'm going to speak to you about. you're not going to take a look inside. Okay. That's not going to happen. Okay. I got more video, more cops arrived. This is really silly, right? Who do you think we are, boo-boo the fool? You better go get you a probable cause warrant signed by a magistrate judge before you walk up in here. You think the police can just walk up in your home because somebody gave them an anonymous tip that you have illegal things going on inside of your house? Now, according to this cop, they're going inside of this home. That's what's about to happen, which will be a violation of due process, your civil rights, your privacy, everything. So here's more video. Well, let me explain to you kind of our process so you're aware of what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. We receive a complaint. We investigate it. Okay. If, you know, it's unfounded, we're out of your hair. You never have to deal with us ever again. It is unfounded. There's but, no drugs in my house. I have two kids. I'm disabled. Right. My husband is at work right now. Okay. Nobody you? here has a criminal record. I have okay. no criminal record. My I husband has no criminal record. We just moved here from okay. across the street. I've okay. lived over there for five years. I just moved over here last month. Sure. So, no, you're not. If you give me a search that. warrant, you can come on in and look and, all around you want. That's right. Get you a search warrant. Come on in. As a matter of fact, I have some tea and cookies waiting for you. But you got to get that search warrant. That's the way the law works. Okay. Now, the next video will show you the level of manipulation this officer was willing to go to by basically weaponizing SWAT to put fear in this black woman, to allow them to come into her home in violation of her stated rights. Here it is. This is the thing, our process for when we have a search warrant is SWAT comes, busts down the door, That's goes fine. That's well, fine. I don't want to have to do that. Because when, nothing's, I, when y'all okay. damage my stuff and y'all find nothing, you're going to pay me, so it's fine. Ma'am, this is what I'm asking. Is there a better time we can come back maybe when your husband is here? No. Because here, here's what's going to happen. If I can go in, make sure that you don't have any ninjas jumping out, bazookas laying around, <laughs> nothing like that, I'm going to say... Oh, look. but I'm the only one over here, over here on this little corner, and people want to call about my black ass being over here in this little corner, minding my own business. I agree. It's because they're living in them trashy houses right there and they're upset that we got the nicest house up here so they want to call and lie on me. I'm not, I don't have to, I'm yeah, not. I agree with this you, garbage. that seems really unfair. <laughs> I got more video, but let me do this first. Let me break down what's happening so far. Initially they say, listen, we're going to come in there no matter what, this is how it works. She tells them no. Then they go to, she says, okay, we're going to have SWAT coming here because if I get a warrant, SWAT's going to come and bust down the door. The answer is no. She said, well, listen, do you mind making an appointment with us? Can we come back a little later? Okay, uh, officer, if you think this house is trafficking in narcotics, do you believe maybe they would throw the narcotics away by the time they scheduled the appointment? My point is, at this level of conversation, you know good and damn well they don't have drugs in the house. Who, what kind of officer really believes you're selling drugs? and willing to come back when your husband is home, set an appointment later for, for that day. Nobody. It shows you what was happening here. It was a power struggle. Here's more video. 
I have to do my job, okay? I didn't call and, you, so. Okay. And part of that is I have to make sure nothing's going on. If I can say. There's nothing going on. You smell anything going on around this? Man. Does it look like anything's going on around here? Do you see my yard? Do you see my grass cut? I just bought a new car you today. I just bought a new here. car today. Carvana just delivered my car today. That's probably where the call came from because they're yeah. mad. People they, are mad they and jealous. I mind my own business. My kid, I've been around and, this neighborhood for five years. That's why I want to get out I don't of here. I have business. a record. My husband doesn't have a record. We don't bother anybody. My kids mm -hmm. go to school right up the street. Mm -hmm. And the teachers love them. They have no problem. I'm sure they do. It's over here like this. Yeah, all right. This happened in Arlington, Virginia. I'm going to give you as much background as I possibly can. Let me show you the screenshot of how many cops eventually came for a huge, absolutely nothing burger. All right. Once again, an attempt to intimidate this black female, other than a video being uploaded to TikTok on 9-5, with a basic description, we do not know how this ended for the homeowner. It does not appear to have been picked up anywhere else other than repost on Reddit. I would love to know the rest of the story here. I would love to know what was the final conclusion to this back and forth. Now, remember, the officer who was talking went from saying, we're coming in today, to if I get a warrant, SWAT is going to come in. To can I schedule an appointment later with you? All right, utter insanity. Um, Senator Turner, they do this to individuals who they feel as if do not have access to lawyers, do not have access uh, to income in order to afford the attorneys, or they don't have the status to fight them as a department. And here's why I'm highlighting the story. I want to know the rest of it. I want to know did they proceed to violate this woman's rights or not? I would like somebody to contact me if you know the rest of this story so I can be highlighted and aware of it. Uh, and if there needs to be an advocacy action on behalf of this family, we want to know so we can do so. All right, Senator, what are your thoughts here? So glad you're doing this, Doc. It is intimidation. All those police officers, they could have been out there fighting some real crime yep. instead of try harassing and intimidating this woman. And, you know, what really stuck out for me, Doc, was the fact that she felt the need to list all the things that her family yeah. is or is not. Been living here for five years. My kids go to the school. The teachers love them. We are not criminals. I just had a new car delivered. Black people often find themselves in these kinds of situations in this country where we have to justify our humanity. And that was, for me, that's really painful because this is not a one-off. This right. is what it means to be black in America, whether it is the confrontation or the situation that this black woman had and standing up for her family or just going through life in general. These kinds of, yeah, microaggressions, experiences, and it's enough to make you holler, scream, be mad. You know, uh, the great novelist James Baldwin once said to be relatively conscious, you know, mm. an American, I'm paraphrasing him is to be and to be black is to be in a rage all the time that's right that is a, one yet another example as to why black people are mad as hell very well said. have a right to be anyway yeah very well said you want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a sunday you're gonna feel great back off i'm gonna tell african-american man threatening my life what are you doing here you telling me what to do? 
I belong here. You don't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that supposed to mean? What I just said. What's that supposed to mean? He's telling me what to do. No, 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 no I heard your word. You said it. You, you heard what I said. Oh, I belong here. No, no, listen to me. I'm talking to you. What's I'm trying to, to get served. Got nothing to do with you. Go away. Got nothing to do with you myself. at all. I knock your ass out. I exactly, you. exactly. The man's doing his job. It's not about where he comes from. Listen. Yeah. I Don't start on me because I was born here, all right? Don't serve him. Do you know what? He brings the bill. So what? Doesn't matter. You're using abusive language throughout the whole shop. There's kids in this shop, and you're swearing like mad. Who wants to serve you? This is a throwback, Karen. I highlight this, Karen. I got more video because it shows the universal dynamic of racism in, uh, outside of America. Let's go to the second video because you see a number of anti-Karens stepping up. That's exactly it. I come here every night. So what? You're walking around swearing. Who wants to serve you? Damn. How about where are you from? No, I don't serve him. This is out of order. Don't the face the man coming to be cussing people and telling about. No. Good. Well done, guys. That's right. Sort it out, MP. Can I be served now, please? Sorry, I'll film this. I'm going to highlight a couple of dynamics here that may have gone unnoticed. Let's put up the picture of the male Karen in question. Once again, this is a throwback, but I'm doing an analysis of this situation. Did you notice that he never respected the authority of the black men who actually were in authority? Never respected it. When a white woman who's a patron, not an individual of designed or designated authority, when the white woman spoke to this male Karen, he decided to change his tune. And you see, the more she talked, the less combative he became. Eventually, she was able to talk so much coming against his Karenicity that he then allowed the black people that he obviously was antagonistic toward to remove him. Why do you think he had no respect for the authority figures who were black, but he had significant respect for the non-authority figure who was white? Indoctrination, bigotry, racism, it's there. But I'm glad that people stood up for the black males who were there, and we need more anti karens in the world. There should be motivation. We can all be great because we can all be an anti-Karen. Anti all right, Jackson. Well, you know, you hit it right on the head. He didn't respect them for the plain and simple fact of what color skin they were. And, you know, it's like, gee, I wonder what types of programming he listens to and what types of programming he watches because the same type of stuff that we see here is the same type of stuff that they have. Not to mention, a lot of it's just completely worldwide now, and it's nothing new. But, you know, this guy, he was screaming and yelling at people because he really believed what he said. I belong here and I can treat you how I want and I can do what I want in this place of business because it's my right to do so. 
and obviously anything done to him, if it was in vitriol or violence or whatever it may be, then, you know, then he would be whining and screaming. Caught on video, caught on tape, all right? A resource officer decides to go anti-LGBTQ on a gay student. Here's the recording. Are you a girl? Mm-hmm. Are you a girl? I'm a male. Are you sure? Because you fight like a girl. Pull somebody's hair? That's a, that's a bitch move, man. Why are we giving attitude? You the man? attitude you give out there. You was because he touched whole... up on my best friend. Oh, shut up. That's your you know that. You, you don't. You don't. Yeah. can't defend her. They, apparently neither she was you. coming in crying. Girl. God, There were many more derogatory things that were said. We cannot air them um, due to the rules against those words being aired. Let me go ahead and identify for you this cop. Put his picture up. He's actually a resource officer, but in his main profession, he works as a deputy. All right. So a Tennessee Sheriff's Department is investigating the incident involving one of its school resource officers who was caught on tape berating a student with misogynistic and vulgar language. The adult male speaking in the clip has been identified as Ruther found County Sheriff's deputy and Smyrna High School resource officer, Matt King. That's Matt. Matt, as a resource officer, is supposed to be somewhat of a mentor to the kids. That's how resource officers operate inside of school systems. Another adult male seems to join in the yelling and cursing. People claim that the other adult male that you heard is actually the school's assistant principal the assistant principal. So he gets in on the action too. Here's the context. Allegedly, the student fought another student that had been accused of sexual assault, which the school denied. The child was put on out-of-school suspension. The student in the situation was disciplined, charged with assault of another student. Because the situation involves juveniles, we cannot release specifics. We can confirm the fight was not the result of a sexual assault on our campus. That rumor is completely without merit. The school and the police department also claimed the audio was edited. Okay, wait, wait a minute. So in their, I guess, defense, which really they should not be defending the deputy, they should be defending the child who was verbally assaulted, inappropriately so, by these adults. Uh, they're saying, well, the tape is edited. That may be true. That may be true. The tape may be edited for time. It doesn't mean what this cop said is not what he said. That's the question. I don't give a damn if the tape is edited or not. Did the cop say these things to this student under your care? Not only are you as an institution supposed to provide academic opportunity, but social development and most of all, physical and mental protection. You failed to do that. And if you fail to stand up for the student today, you have decided to make the student a victim of your corruption as well. There's more. The school um, and the police department, they did release a statement. So let me go to the statement. 
The county school's director of communications, James Evans, said in a statement to the advocate that the school is aware of allegations that a school resource officer used inappropriate language when dealing with a student, but that the clip was heavily edited. Heavily edited. That's it. Did the cop say it or not? A spokesperson for the county sheriff's office tells the advocate the RCSO is aware that school resource officer Matt King was seen on a highly edited video speaking inappropriately to a juvenile while investigating an assault on another juvenile. The situation is being reviewed and appropriate action will be taken. Okay. Do you think it's a coincidence that they both utilize in their official press release? Highly edited, edited footage in this edited video. No coincidence here. What they did was they met two agencies, met good old boy system here. They met to protect Matt King, not the student who was a victim. Uh, the child's mother, Ms. Cruz, has spoken out wanting the school resource officer to be fired um, and has shot down their claims of the edited video. Although the audio has been edited by broadcast news to avoid the vulgar words, Ms. Cruz, by the accuracy of the original audio after her son was in a fight because he was upset over how a girl had been treated by another male student. I am the mother of the student in this audio. And let me tell you, this is not edited, she posted. I have the original recording. I am not going to rest until this SRO pays for his actions. We will continue to follow this story. An investigation uh, is pending at the moment. But remember, look at the tone of their official statements. Their official statements indicate that they do not want to actually protect the student nor hold accountable the cop they have admitted was inappropriate. All right, Senator, thoughts here? They are in COA mode yep. right now. That's all they're doing. And I want to, I do, I'm glad you're going to follow this because I want to know what kind of discipline that resource officer and also that assistant pre, uh, principal, what they're going to receive. Both of them are toxic as hell and should be nowhere near a school Nowhere near. Uh, and listen, professionalism exists not for uh, those who are unprofessional, but it, it exists for those who are in the profession. If you're in the profession of policing, if you're in the profession of teaching, in the profession of being a school administrator, that means your professionalism must awaken, especially when you are confronted with an unprofessional situation. You are the professional in the room and you should govern yourself accordingly, especially in the presence of minors especially in the presence of those you're supposed to take care of. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. All right, let me read some of these amazing comments. Uh, Lynn says, I wouldn't be surprised if those cops went to the wrong address. Not the first time, that's right, not the first time. Um, next to you, reporter. Um, and this white man is angry as hell with you, Nina. Locro, thank you, Locro. Locro says, uh, Dr. Richie and Ms. Nina, question mark. This can get anyone to love Monday, my favorite power team. Cincinnati loves you. Well, we love you back. Thank you for that. Um, all right. And let me read one from Owen the Smoopy Dragon. Hiram's had to turn off reviews because too many people were commenting. Well, it is what it is. All right. This got me scratching my head, okay? A federal judge, federal judge, 
gets his home raided by the uh, FBI. Okay, so federal judge. They are looking for inappropriate sexual acts caught on video inside of the judge's home. Let me first put up the picture of the judge, okay? His name is Thomas James McAvoy. Thomas James McAvoy, federal judge. Authorities searched a senior federal judge's home as part of a Manhattan criminal investigation, excuse me, Manhattan, not federal, that led to felony charges earlier this month against the judge's son, okay? The judge's son is accused of secretly recording women who were engaged in sexual acts in his Upper East Side residence. That's the allegation. Okay, so we got the judge's picture. I could not find his son's picture. We searched and researched, could not find it, could not verify it. That's fine. We have the judge's picture in the judge's home. It's the one that was actually searched. Um, why are they going to the judge's home to search for items that belong to his son and the judge himself is not implicated. Now, immediately my mind went to this. Is the son making these videos for his dad who happens to be the judge? Investigators seized hard drives as well as a black binder and three um, spindles holding more than 150 DVDs, 150 DVDs from the home of senior U.S. Judge Thomas McAvoy. Evidence that is now being used in a 29-count indictment handed down against his son, Daniel McAvoy, according to court records obtained by Gothamist. The judge was first appointed to the federal bench in 1986 by then-President Ronald Reagan. Has not been accused of any wrongdoing, at least not yet. A Manhattan grand jury indicted his son on September 7th, accusing Daniel McAvoy of illegally surveilling women as they disrobed or participated in sexual activity without knowing he had cameras rolling in his current and former apartments. The indictment against Daniel McAvoy charged him with 29 counts of second degree illegal surveillance, a nonviolent felony which a person secretly records someone in a private setting for their own or another person's sexual arousal. If convicted, he will face at least one and a half to four years in prison and could be forced to register as a sex offender. Uh, we are going to continue to follow this story. I think there's more to this story, okay? The warrant was executed at a federal judge's home. Uh, they found exactly what they were looking for. It looks as if the warrant knew it was there. They went directly to it. That means there are statements on record part of the investigation that gave a probable cause warrant to search for those particular items inside of a federal judge's home. But they are saying that the federal judge himself is not, in fact, a target of their investigation and has not been noted as such. But I will say this, the fact that it was in his home, that is possession. Some would argue that's called constructive uh, possession. But you definitely had access to it. And typically, uh, the way the rules would work if that happened to anybody else, you're going to take that ride for what's in that house. Now, maybe you can convince the judge later it wasn't yours, but you're going to take that ride because you have constructive possession of the material that has been deemed illegal. Um, you know how many times someone gets pulled over um, for, let's say, marijuana, 
and there's a small amount of marijuana in the car, four people in the car, they charge everybody with that one charge, knowing it only belonged to one person. That's because they charge them under what's called constructive possession. They didn't do that for the judge. Judge is too powerful, too much status. They would have done it for me and you, but not to the judge. All right, Senator, thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, some people are, in fact, above the law, unfortunately, but we're going to see where this investigation goes. And 150 DVDs doc yeah. in a house at this day and age, kind of hard to miss. And binders, it's, yeah, there's something suspicious here, but we're going to let the investigation go where it goes. Yep, there it is. All right, Senator, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Pleasure is mine, Doc. At Nina Turner on Twitter, Nina Turner Ohio on both Twitch and the Gram, Nina Turner Ohio also on Facebook. And don't forget, please subscribe to Unbossed. We coming to you, baby. Looking forward to a debut October 17th. Very excited. Thank you, sister. Thank All right. You. We got more on the other side. The bullpen is next. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Okay. Um, Dana Manning, Guardian Angel, Mob Squad Dragon. WTF, if kids are too loud for me to handle, um, I just get up and leave. Why get the police involved? Um, Kimberly Robinson, thank you for being a member for two months. Uh, Dr. Shaw, can you do a bullpen on why defunding the police and reallocation of funds will benefit society with a leader that does not, that doesn't agree? Um, yes, we will. All right. And this is interesting. Halfle Badger 22, that man puts the profit in profit. <laughs> Talking about a preacher that keeps getting, why everybody keep trying him? What's going on? All right. You got all that money preacher. You drive a Rolls Royce. You got all the bling. You can hire a security guard for $35, $40 an hour, sir. All right. You got to care more about your congregation. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have Amanda Griffiths, commentator, Young Voices. Amanda's a PhD student concentrating on political theory and international relations with an emphasis on Machiavelli's political thought. Fascinating. All right, um, Amanda, good day, welcome. Dr. Ritchie, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Glad to have you here. And we are going to chop it up about the Mar-a-Lago raid, the pending indictment, in my opinion, of Donald Trump and this investigation holistically. Um, I don't want to presume what you know or believe about this particular item. So if you would, give us your sentiment and I will then opine. Absolutely. You know, initially there wasn't a whole lot of information. Now we have more information. And what I think is that there is stuff here. There is grounds for an investigation. Now, recent decision uh, by Judge Cannon might tie that up somewhat. I do think it's concerning. There's a new FBI leak to the Washington Post saying that there were documents found that contained information about another country's nuclear development program. To me, that's a big deal. To me, that's not something I want someone to just have lying around their house. Even folks like Bill Barr are admitting that's grounds for concern. Well, what I do think is that there are a lot of Democrats in Congress 
who don't want Donald Trump indicted. They want Donald Trump nominated. They're all too happy to keep him in the media cycle. As long as they can make Donald Trump a perpetual boogeyman, they will. And Republicans are very, very quick to get sucked into the trap of making him their martyr in chief. So I see this as being bad for the country in terms of the rhetoric that it's going to continue to stoke for both Republicans and Democrats. I see this as being something that should be investigated. But again, it's concerning the fact that he manages to stay in the media cycle and the people whom this benefits are Donald Trump and Democrats who want to continue to run on Donald Trump. I'm kind of tired of hearing about him. But if we're talking about the documents themselves, if we're talking about what should happen, I, I am, I'm concerned. I think there, there's, there's a there there to use a, a tired trope. All right, so let me submit this to you, Amanda. When you have a former president of the United States who was in possession of classified top secret information dealing with foreign entities and their nuclear weapons technology, you have admitted he is in violation of, in fact, the Espionage Act. That is a big deal, which means you're going to hear about that a lot in the news because that is unprecedented. We have never had this happen before. Uh, I, I would like to just ask directly, you do believe that Donald Trump did in fact likely steal classified information? I think that there's grounds to investigate that, certainly. I'm, I'm, okay. I believe that that's what it looks like right now. It, lo it looks like what I had what there were Republicans that were saying, right, is, oh, every president does this. Every president takes documents back. Well, you know, not every president takes these kinds of documents back. Right. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, you know good and damn well he stole them. So let's go ahead and set that aside. He stole the documents. He stole, as you have alluded to, what's called special access program documents. These things are not, they're not normative in the classification realm. These are programs that very few people actually know about, and typically you have a control officer in charge of a small group of people who are aware of these particular operations or this classified intelligence. That is a claim already present that Trump uh, stole that kind of classified information. Let me ask you about Republicans and <clears throat> their fascination with lying for Trump. I agree with you that this is a political dynamic also. So are Democrats benefiting from the negativity that negativity that Trump is bringing to the Republican Party? Of course, it's called politics. They're supposed to. I guarantee you, if we had a former president who uh, was about to be indicted for stealing classified information, this would be a talking point of the Republicans against Democrats. So that's the political issue that does not dissuade from the reality of him committing this very high crime and a crime that is punishable by multiple years in prison. But why do you think Republicans, in particular, people like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, have created a tour around the country to promote propaganda that's antithetical to the truth? Giuliani has promoted another defense theory that Trump doesn't even go that extreme to say. And others are coming up with all types of defenses, saying that the FBI planted the evidence, um, that he somehow declassified this information when he left, or he has the power to declassify as, as an ex-president. Why do you think Republicans are taking this particular line of defense, knowing that he could not prove any of this in a court of law? 
I think they're doing this uh, partly because it benefits them in the same way that it benefits Donald Trump. You see especially a lot of House races. Uh, you're constantly campaigning, so you have to constantly be saying things that are very out there if you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat, and you have to be playing to your base. And that's what these Republicans are doing. You mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene. You mentioned Matt Gates. These are people who have profited off of yeah. talking about how wonderful Donald Trump is. I agree with that. And let me read some highlights to um, how people perceive this. So according to a published survey, uh, this was published in Bloomberg, 50% of Americans surveyed, they believe that Trump should face criminal charges. We're not talking about Republicans or Democrats or independents. We're talking about all Americans surveyed, 50% uh, say he needs to face criminal charges. 41% of Americans say they say he, he does not need to face any criminal charges. The rest are undecided. Now, there's another poll released by Yahoo. And when you change the question slightly to say, are these allegations serious? It then jumps to 64% in this published um, survey, which means if more people believe he did it, more people will believe he should be prosecuted. Right now, you have a distinction in the data between individuals who believe he did it to individuals who believe it is a serious offense. Now, if you can create synergy between those two dynamics, all of a sudden, 60 to 70% 70, 70 of Americans would start to believe that Trump, in fact, needs to be prosecuted. When that, help, when that happens, the indictment is inevitable, period, and maybe even a full prosecution. Now, do you agree with me that likely, even if Trump gets indicted, probably will not go to jail, even though in my opinion he should, but he likely will not go to jail. What are your thoughts on that? Unlike many Americans, Dr. Ritchie, Donald Trump has access to very good legal counsel. Uh, so I'm, I agree that he likely would not face jail time. Uh, and that, that's, that's the truth of it, whether he did it or not. Okay. Um, and the reason I say I don't think he'll face jail time is because he has Secret Service. They can basically watch him day and night, uh, and it stops him from running for political office in the future. Let's talk about Judge Cannon. Judge Cannon, who is a Trump-appointed judge, made a ruling about the special master. I think the judge got the ruling wrong. Just to recap the ruling, the judge basically said, okay, here's your special master. The special master is a third-party attorney. In this case, it's a former judge. That third-party attorney will decide what is allowable and what is covered under attorney-client privilege. This has nothing to do with what the government knows or what they can read. They've read it all. They know all of it. They've already separated the information. This is about what they can use for their investigative standard and what they can present in uh, as way of evidence in the court of law. So that's what they're trying to stop here. So the judge told the special master that his powers, the powers of the special master have been extended to not only include attorney-client privilege, but also things that are executive privilege from the president. The problem with that is there's no guideline. There's no guideline from a statute. We have no law about it. There's no federal court uh, ruling. We have no court or case precedent. So this is going to be left up to the special master. What are your thoughts about the special master? And do you not see this to be a problematic design moving forward that we would allow one person to solve this when no legislative body nor the court has decided to? I think that it's a very confusing, it's a very interesting decision by Judge Cannon. And again, admittedly, not a legal scholar, uh, but the grounds on which this decision was made are a bit strange to me. 
think this ties up the investigation. That's a boon once again for Donald Trump, and it's a boon for anyone who wants to keep Donald Trump in the media cycle, congressional Democrats. Uh, but it doesn't hinder, it doesn't halt the investigation. I expect this to be, I think it already has been been appealed or they're approaching for appeal. And I can see grounds for, for overturning this decision. That's a great thing about our, our legal process and our legal institutions. You keep saying congressional Democrats want to see Trump in the news. According to the latest poll, um, Americans in general, they want to see what Trump did while he was president of the United States. So they, they're interested in the story. Uh, and the other uh, dynamic connected to this is that Republicans, there are Republicans that would like to see Trump's grip loosened on the Republican Party. They don't like how strong his grip is. Uh, the January 6th committee hearings, they kind of helped with that. So my point is, when you say congressional Democrats are benefiting, no, Republicans that don't like Trump are benefiting as well. Uh, and I think Mitch McConnell is among them, to be frank with you. What are your thoughts? That is true, and I wish there were there were more vocal Republicans who were who were willing to talk about this and willing to answer questions about this. Right now, what they need to be doing is they need to be talking about the last two years. They need to be talking about two years of learning loss to kids. They need to be talking about inflation. They need to be talking about other things that polling shows that Americans care about. All these issues are important. There is room for all of them. Donald Trump tends to shadow things out, but there are real other serious issues that shouldn't be brushed out of the cycle just because of this. We should be following everything. You know, I agree with you that there are a lot of important issues almost all the time, right? And when you look at national news, typically they follow maybe three or four primary stories big time per week. They put a lot of emphasis and a lot of commentary and research in those stories. So let's talk about um, inflation, okay? This is something, ironically enough, uh, that Republicans could have had a winning message against Democrats, and initially they did. Uh, and then what happened? <laughs> uh, on certain days, you have Lindsey Graham coming out with the national ban on abortion. On a day where Republicans could have done a victory lap about the record inflation in America. Uh, they could not get the messaging right. So now you literally have a party, a Republican Party, who typically, they are on the wrong side of the majority sentiment of America. They got one. One is most Americans disagree with the rise in inflation. However, most Americans also disagree with Lindsey Graham when he decided to say, I'm now going to create a federal ban on abortion in America, even though the way Republicans sold abortion was a state's rights issue. He has now done an about face, told everybody that they were lying and that this is actually about something else and not about states' rights. So I see Republicans doing what Democrats would typically do, which is get in the way of their own messaging. Oh, yes. No, Democrats and Republicans both are very good at doing that. And I don't think there's a lot of daylight between the two of us on, on many things uh, that, that would d disturb us uh, about Republicans and what they're doing and fighting these culture war things. Uh, this would have been, yes, a great day for Republicans to be talking about these real issues that Americans care about. And instead, they do, yes, decide to pivot, or at least Lindsey Graham decides to pivot to talking about a, a, a federal ban on abortion, which would only take things back and forth between uh, Republican-controlled Congress and Democrat-controlled Congress. You could pass the ban, you could reverse the ban, you could pass the ban. It would be a nightmare. So yes, I agree with you that the messaging really needs work for both parties, and you're absolutely right about, about Lindsey Graham. Let me offer a nuance to inflation 
as I said earlier, it is a political win for Republicans. It's not a nuanced win. And here's what I mean by that. If you actually look at inflation and you look at the catalyst of inflation, you cannot squarely blame one president. You cannot squarely blame Biden. Do you know, do you disagree with me on that? Not at all. I okay. think in fact, no, yeah, there a lot of a lot of inflation, a lot of what's what we're seeing today uh, was put into was put into practice back in 08, 09. Uh, you can look at, well, we'll get into quantitative easing and interest yep. on excess reserves, but there's all of that had a big, big role. And it also got worse when COVID hit because inflation is driven by the increased price of manufacturing and shipping goods. So once you have to pay more money to manufacture and ship the same products, that cost is passed down to the consumer. So now their dollar is not worth a dollar anymore. It's not worth the same as it was last year. And that's what drives inflation. Uh, so naturally this started under Donald Trump. I do blame, you know, I do blame Donald Trump for not being better at handling the COVID crisis in America. Some people will criticize Biden as well. I criticize Biden myself. I do believe that uh, the inflation angle was the political winning angle for Republicans. I think they have now blown it. I think it is done uh, because of their own mixed messaging and the fact that they sit contrary to Americans on mo most ideas. Before I let you go, um, I did say in my introduction of you that you study Machiavelli uh, theory, political theory, uh, which is, um, I guess, somewhat dope. I studied it as well. Uh, I don't particularly su subscribe to the ideology that you have to rule uh, by fear rather than by love. But what are your thoughts about it? Oh, both. Well, Machiavelli does say that uh, fear and love are both very important. That's the, the full quote is that you should try to be both feared and loved. And if mm -hmm. you can't be both, then it's safer uh, to be feared. And uh, it's, it's, it's good advice. But uh, no, I'm, I'm a fan of both. All right, if you run for office, are you going to be feared or loved? I would like to be both, All right. <laughs> but we'll see. All right, there you go. All right, a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you so much. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your work. Absolutely. People can follow me at Ajax the Griff on Twitter, A-J-A-X-T-H-E-G-R-I-F-F. And my contributor page is active at Young Voices. So you can see my latest work there as well. Thank you so much. Good luck in your PhD studies, Amanda. Thank you so much, Dr. Ritchie. It's been a blast. Absolutely. All right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. <laughs>